Hey everyone, Tumbles here. Before we get into the interview with the lovely Tina, we just want to be mature for one itty bitty second and just say that the views and opinions expressed by either Cranky or myself do not reflect the views of the guests we have on our show. So with that said, without further ado, here is our interview with Tina. Welcome to the Rocks and Roots podcast. We are actually in one place today. We are not driving, which is a treat. So none of that background audio. Exactly. I am one of your hosts, Tumbles, and to the left of me on a couch is... Cranky. Hey, Crank. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful because we have our second guest today. This is so exciting. Yes, second guest ever. We feel all official. He's dancing too. It's great. <laughs> so we would like to introduce Tina, who is working on the New England 67. Welcome. Which sounds really badass. Yay, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. So excited. And you just got back from a hike today, so let's actually start there, if you don't mind, because you literally just rolled in. This has been a day of hiking and hiking, hiking podcasts. Sounds like the yeah. greatest day ever. <laughs> I literally just rolled in. So, um, I I guess, so I'm working on the New England 67, obviously, so I'm a peak bagger. Um, I'm, I'm a woman who loves lists. <laughs> I love <laughs> I'm a project manager by trade, so lists are like the bomb for me. I'm I'm always about checking off boxes. Um, so and I'm working very earnest on my list. So today I went out to New Hampshire and I actually hiked four mountains. Um, I did Avalon, Field, Willie, and Tom um, for a total of about a little over 10 miles and almost 4,000 feet vertical gain. Um, and uh, as usual, I underestimate the time it's going to yep. take me to... <laughs> Always. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Always. I like yeah. I like the acronym for those. So what is the acronym for those peaks? The acronym for the 4,000 footers on, on that hike is WTF. <laughs> Love it. Willie Tom Field, um, but you don't hike them in that order per se because they're they're a bunch of they're little spurs. Um, so the order is not WTF, but everybody calls it WTF, and it felt like WTF. That's <laughs> now, what was the elevation of these peaks? Um, so Avalon, which was the first peak I hit, is a little over three thousand. And then everything else is above 4,000 feet. Um, none of them reach over, I'd say, 4,300, 4,400 at most. Um, and the thing, the reason why everybody kind of calls this one WTF is because they're all wooded summits. So you're hiking in the trees. Mm. You end up at your summit, you're in the trees looking at a rock cairn going, oh, isn't this lovely? <laughs> there are um, some outlooks. So for Willie and for Field, there are a couple nice outlooks. And I was able to get a couple of beautiful views. But for Tom, no view at all. 
Um, it's just, you, you get up there, you look at a cairn, you're just like, oh, thank you, rock god, and you kind of <laughs> move on. Um, but they're on the list, so exactly. you know, that's it. That's all that matters. <laughs> exactly. I am a list person as well. The OCD to is strong. <laughs> yes. So I completely identify. Um, so how many of the 67 have you done so far? And when did you start? Okay. Yeah, and after, when did you start? Yeah, so after today's hike, I'm now at, uh, let's see, um... I'm at 30 on the 67. Well done. Almost halfway there. I'm almost halfway there on the 67. I'm over halfway there on the New Hampshire 48. And I also bagged one on the 52 with a view. So that's another list I work on. 52 with a view. We're writing that down. We're writing it down, yes. (laughs) So 52 with a view are peaks in the White Mountain National Forest that are under 4,000 feet, but have spectacular views. They also call it the over the hill hiking list (laughs) because a lot of like, you know, older people will do it. Or people people that are working their way up to 4,000 footers will do the 52 with a view. I like to do that one. Like if it's spring and I really am not, you know, down on, because 4,000 footers, obviously, in the winter, you know, and when spring hits, the melt-off, you know, yep. all that happens. And I wait for that to kind of all go away. Mm-hmm. So I'll hike 52 with a view list um, because at the lower elevations, usually the snow melts quicker. And so I'll do those in the spring or I'll do a few of those in the winter. I just kind of, you know, pick away at that list. Um, I think I'm at I don't know, 17 or 18. I got to double check tonight on that list. That is very impressive. Now, let me ask you, because I, I'm I'm starting to read this book called Forest and Crag, which if you've not heard of it, go pick it up. It's amazing. It'll be right up your alley. I'll we'll send it to you. That's a huge book. It's a yes. huge book, but it talks about um, uh, hiking, trailblazing, and adventure in the Northeast Mountains. So they talk about the Adirondacks, the Greens, the Whites, and the mountains in Maine. But um, I was reading this morning about um, Chocorua. Did I say that right? Chocorua, yes. Have you done that one yet? Or Chocorua, Chocorua, yes. Oh, Chocorua. Wow. (laughs) Close enough. Most people say Chocorua, but it is pronounced Chocorua. It is. Yep. And have you done that one in your 57 with a view? 52 with a view. 52 with a view, my bad. Yeah. So here's the thing about Chocorua. I did that last winter. Mm -hmm. Actually, uh, I take that back. It was October or November, but there was a lot of snow up there. Yeah. Um, I reached um, pretty much Ridgeline where you pop up, you you know, you scramble up, you're above the trees, you scramble up, and then you're, you're totally exposed. And the winds were probably, I don't know, 30, 40 miles an hour. They felt like they were 80. Yeah. Wow. And so I was like, this is my summit today. And I was literally probably, I probably had 100 feet more vert to gain to get um, to this. Close so enough. Yeah, you were very not, close. But, yeah. I called it close enough. Yep. Uh, it counts. But I'll go, I'll go back because, um, I because just because I'm like, I didn't, I didn't finish it per se. Yep. It's, a, it's such a beautiful hike. That's a beautiful mountain. 
That's really good to know. And that's a, that's a 3,400 footer. And that is actually in the Southern whites in the sandwich range. If I got that right. Um, it's down towards the like Gorham, not Gorham, but, uh, it's just south of Conway, I think. Yeah, from, it's by Conway. Cool. Yep. Yep. There, That's that, awesome. Okay, we're going to be using this book a lot on yeah. this podcast. <laughs> yeah, the, Moats, the Moats is another um, place by Conway. I've done the Moats, um, and that's a beautiful hike, too. That's a 10-mile traverse. Oh. You get three, um, 52 with a view. That's great. <laughs> that is amazing. All right, you are badass. That is, <laughs> that is totally. <laughs> that is awesome. Four today, and then... All of these lists are yeah. wonderful. We're list we're list oriented. <laughs> so when? How did you get into hiking? When did you start hiking? When did you start the New England Peaks? I know those are three questions, but go. <laughs> um, so I started hiking in earnest around uh, 2018. So I go to a gym and um, I I live in Maine. Mm-hmm. I live in Auburn and I work in Norway, Maine. I go to a gym called True Strength Athletics. Um, True Strength Mountain Athlete. <laughs> Very nice t-shirt. Love it. You have a link in your Instagram, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I do. I have a link in my Instagram that links to my mountain profile um, for True Strength Athletics. So um, our the owner uh, and my coach, my, my trainer, Jesse Wall, um, he loves to, like, he's all about um, functional fitness, so varying fitness. Um, so we do, like, a lot of CrossFit-type workouts. We do, um, you know, normal, regular workouts. We um, we like to get outdoors. There's a lot of um, trail runners that go to the gym. There's mountain athletes that go to that gym. There's rock climbers that go to that gym. So there's a very diverse group of people. Long story short, he likes to have in-house competitions. And he had this in-house competition um, where we had to hike up a local mountain. It's called Streaked Mountain. And he was like, members, you know, Whoever can get up it the fastest, you know, who can hike it the fastest, use your Strava and, you know, hike it. And, and he put everybody on teams. I remember hiking it. It's 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 a short hike. It's 0.7 miles. So it's short, short, short. Okay. But you but you gain almost 800 feet of vert mm-hmm. in that seven miles. So I'm like, oh, OK, I'll spin <laughs> And it took me almost 30 minutes. And I was like man, I, I was awesome. I think I did great. I got back to the gym, put my score on the board because we all put our stuff on the board and I was the first one to do it. So I thought I did fantastic. And all these people came in after, you know, like through the week and they were putting up their times and people were doing it in like 15 minutes, yeah, 12 minutes. And it was just the ascent that, that he was capturing, not the descent, just the ascent. And I was like, oh, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a buzzkill. <laughs> so so I, I proceeded the next week because I'm such a competitive person. I proceeded to climb that mountain like probably eight times the following week. Like I, I wanted to beat my own time. Good for I you. I think I got it down to 26 minutes. Nice. And, and I just, I couldn't get any better. I was just like, forget it. Shaving long- four minutes off those is pretty impressive. It's, it's hard, but so long story short, that kind of um, 
put a spark in me because it, it, it was one, a competitive thing, but two, like when I got up there and, and looked at, like I could see the presidential range from there. And so now I, I just, I was like, okay, this is my thing. I, I, I like hiking. Like I love the CrossFit stuff and I still do that at that gym. Um, but I really was into the, oh my God, I worked hard for this, but look at my reward. And I yep. had the range right in front of me right and so I went to Jesse um and I was like I want to get better at hiking can you help me get better at hiking <laughs> and um so he's been coaching me for about a little over a year and a half now and um you know I was like I want to do the 4,000 footers and and the rest is kind of history I just kind of started like working on lists from there and not just lists like I I hike leisurely too like I I like, I still go to streak it like once or twice a week just to use that as like a training mountain. And, um, I just fell in love with, with all of it, the hard work you put in, yep. um, views that you get, even if you don't get views, like, you know, like you conquered something and yeah. And you get that adrenaline rush accomplish something, you know what I mean? You accomplish something. And for me, it, it just, I fell in love with it. So, um, you know, that's my thing now. If I could hike the AT, I would. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I'm married, got got a family, got a job. So that's not in the cards Raise right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I mean, you. number one, you are actually the only person I now know personally, as well as seen on all of YouTube, who actually properly trains with a trainer to do the hiking and the peak bagging properly, which yes. is fantastic. You know, Thank so, you. so, so many people successfully go into it blind and they, they are able to summit, but they're wrecked, absolutely yeah. wrecked afterwards. And, yes. and with, while, you know, with having a trainer and having the support group that you have at your gym, <laughs> you you know how to recover better you yeah. know what what exercises to do to help you with that yes and and i'm you know one of our taglines at the gym is use your fitness so i use my fitness for the for what i love which is hiking um but i'm not gonna lie my first four thousand footer it wrecked me i did not oh, yeah. Pierce. my first four thousand was about Pierce, which is one of the easier ones and I don't think I could walk for like two or three days. <laughs> We've been there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> We've been there. Well, you guys did Madison. Madison's a hard hike. Yes. Madison. Oh, but like you said, it just felt so good. You know, you and you, yeah. you forget the absolute <laughs> brutalness of the ascent. Yeah. I, so I've done Madison twice. I've done it in the summer and I've done it in the winter. Wow. Um, yeah. So I'm um, sorry to interrupt, but I'm assuming winter snowshoes, full kit. Oh, that's yeah. so amazing. You need to, you know, we're throwing out the, yes. the papers here with all of our questions. You need to tell us about that winter ascent. Yes. <laughs> I was very fortunate and lucky the day that I did um, Madison in the winter. It was January 31st of this year. Um, it was pristine conditions wind was like next to nothing it was negative 10 degrees um when i started at valley way okay but of course you know you get hot so fast like yep. i was stripping layers 
I was sweating to death. By the time I got up to Mad Hut, um, it was 30 degrees and no wind. Oh, and, wow. And of course, um, when you go up to, to Madison, it's like a sidewalk because the snow is covering it now, right? So there's okay. no rocks to scramble over. There's no. We were know, wondering about that when we were summiting. It's beautiful. I kept saying, I bet in the winter we wouldn't have to do this rock hop scramble bullshit. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. Hmm. It's the best. And with no wind, it was like pristine. And I should have went for Adams that day, but I just, I'm slow. I'm slow as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, we, you. Well, you we didn't. Should, uh, we should go on. Yes, <laughs> we should do that with you. <laughs> yes, and no, that's smart. Like then you don't end up like Kate Matrasova, like frozen on a exactly. fucking mountain. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I'm 50 years old. I'm not. Um, I'm not a young whippersnapper. What do they call it? Whippersnapper. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So I take my time and I'm always very cautious and careful of my footing and things like that. I try really hard not to rush things um, because I don't want to get injured, especially because I'm by myself. Absolutely. Um, so I move at my pace and that's and it works for me. And that's that's usually why I solo, because everybody that I know is so fast, like all my friends are trail runners they're super fast, super like, you know, so speedy in the mountains. And I, I love that and I appreciate that, but I, that's not me. So I got to do me and yep. I just, I go out there and I get my own enjoyment. Um, and I, you know, I talk to all the hikers. I say hello to everybody. Yes. I, you know, I'm always very gracious, um, except for the last couple miles out. I'm usually kind of cranky. <laughs> <laughs> yep we know this yes can definitely today, identify oh today i was a little cranky you know there was tourists coming in and i'm just sending and around mile eight i start to get a little like eh. so people are like hello like, how are you? <laughs> just want to get to my car <laughs> <laughs> yeah death march <laughs> so on our most recent one monday um, we found like the last two miles were great because we were able to stop and put our feet in a stream and that just completely revitalized us. Like before that, exactly the same thing, like cranky, miserable, like yes. once doing Black fly bitten. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How has that been this season? So, um, in the spring, I usually, like I said, I hiked the lower elevation. So I was hiking out in Evans Notch a lot. And I was getting eaten up quite a bit on Evans Notch, um, in, in you know in that area in general. And black flies were and mosquitoes; they were just everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, but now they're not as bad. Um, usually, come July, everything kind of settles down from a bug perspective. Okay. It was beautiful. I mean, it was windy, overcast, um, so not a lot of bugs. I had a few on me, but nothing. You know, not too bad. Good. That's awesome. Yeah, usually by July, that's when people start to... Yep. July, August, Vermont, yeah. on the AT, you know. Yeah. That's all that junk is over. We caught the yeah. tail end of it Monday, and oh, yeah. we've got... We've been comparing wounds. Um, yep. So what, since you've done so many of these compared to us, what has been... Well, actually, first, let's go back to solo hiking. 
Um, so you explained why. So what's that like just going out like by yourself having to rely completely especially in the winter. Uh, yeah, especially in the winter. Do you do an in reach? Do you do and the other reason that I'm asking is because sometimes, you know, mostly me, but one of us will get navigationally challenged and have to rely <laughs> on the other one to and when you're alone, if you screw up, you gotta figure it out on your own. So what is that you know, like? Yeah, so um, you asked a few questions in there, mm-hmm. but I will. Uh, so, so first, in reach. Yes, I I have an in reach. Um, my husband actually bought me one for Christmas uh, last year or the year before. That makes him feel at yep. ease um, because I'm I'm out there by myself, and a lot of times you don't have service. And especially in the winter, you don't want to be taking your phone out, messaging, because the temperatures are so cold. So um, I do have an in-reach. I am able to send messages along the way. That that gives him peace of mind. Good. It gives me peace of mind mm-hmm. knowing that if something happens, you know, I can I can send OS. So I'm all about the Garmin in-reach. Um, and I can leave my phone off and save the juice, the battery. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, so solo hiking in general, the reason I started solo hiking, like I said, um, I, I'm slow. And um, my first few hikes that I was doing with friends, um, I felt like I was holding them back. Like I'd be like, oh, I got to stop. I got to stop. You know, and, and I was training at the same time. But still, it wasn't it wasn't something that I had done a lot. And I, you know, my like I said, my friends are mountain athletes a lot of them from the gym so i'm just like i can't keep up with these people so i started just solo hiking but i liked solo hiking i fell in love with it because to your point you kind of have to figure things out on your own so there's almost like this sense of there's a challenge there so i have my maps i have all you know i have the um white mountain guide i have um the hiking the new hampshire 4000 footers guide so i i'm a project manager by trade so i i plan out my hikes and i plan out the trails i'm going to be on i i have a sunto watch and i put my my route in my watch so that i have that as navigation if i need it i um i find that i'm i have a more keen sense of my surroundings when I'm soloing versus when I'm with people. I love hiking with people. Don't get me wrong. I have a blast when I'm hiking with people. Um, But I also find that I'm not paying attention as much when I'm hiking with people, like to trail signs, to markers, (laughs) to blazes. You know, even how the trail is laid out, um, you know, you can tell by walking down a trail that that's well-trodden, whether that's the trail Or if you get off, you know, you can tell just sometimes. And you don't have that. um, I'm more attuned to that, I think, because I solo. Yep. Uh, And even in the winter, um, you know, I'm all about. So here's one thing with winter hiking. I'm not going out breaking trail. That's not my jam. That's not my thing. I, I go to New England trail conditions. I'm always looking to see if somebody's already broken it out because I don't want to be out there breaking trails. Yeah, it is really very smart. smart. We've been in the Catskills and oh, we've broken. We always leave early 
So we've broken trail, and people have thanked us, but it's not pleasant. It's not fun. Yeah. So totally, that's a, that's a really good idea. Yeah. And that's just me. Um, maybe someday I'll break trail as, like, a challenge. I mean, I'll do it on my local mountains because I know the trails, mm-hmm. but not out in the whites. I'm not comfortable enough out there to be going up a 4,000-foot or breaking trail. No way. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah, if it's local around here, I don't care. I I go break trail on Streaky Mountain all the time, but um, I'm I'm not doing that on a four thousand footer. If I, especially if I don't know the trail, like maybe Mount Pierce, I I might do because I've hiked that like three or four times. But it's not fun breaking trail. It's a lot of work. Yes, it is a lot of work. <laughs> yes, and and we've done it on smaller mountains in the Catskills. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that is very, very smart. Okay. I'd love out there to New York and do some peaks out there. Oh. Come on come out. Come on out. You know, we're, we're, we're slow too, so we'll meet you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Catskills are great. Obviously, we're getting into the Adirondacks. Like, they're absolutely amazing. amazing and, and very winter hiking friendly. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Good. That's and good. we have our, when we get back into New England, we have our next New England picked out. Um, but yeah, Madison was fantastic. Like that opened up an entire new list for us. So definitely can identify there. Um, so recovery, what is your, I, yeah, again, I really like the idea of having a trainer and doing it the right way, which you do better at that than I do, but I do nothing and I get away with it. (laughs) (laughs) I do nothing and I can get away with it because I'm 38. I don't know if I'll be able to do nothing and get away with it when I'm 50. What is your, some of your training like, and then what's your recovery like? Sure. So, um, so my trainer slash coach, uh, Jesse, he's got me on a good program where, Basically, uh, we do 16-week intervals, you know, four weeks at a time. Mm. And during that time, I'm working on power endurance. So I go to the gym once a week. I throw a pack on. We're doing box step-ups, you know, an interval of box step-ups, lifting weights to obviously to strengthen the quads, uh, strengthen the glutes, uh, get the hamstrings all, you know, in order. Um, and then doing, you know, some arm stuff, you know, a lot of single pulling um, on what's called a, um, uh, a ski erg. Mm-hmm. Um, so single pulling on the ski erg, things like that, just to kind of keep in shape and get ready for the hike. And that does really help me um, on my hike. So like I said, I'm slow, but I'm not like, I'm not slow, slow. Like, you sound I'm, like I'm us, about, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm about like probably 1.8 to 2 miles an hour. That's us. Okay? That's us. <laughs> and, and so I would call myself an average hiker. Yep. Um, but there's days where, you know, if there's a lot of scrambling, it depends on the terrain, I'm down at 1.6. Or today, I think I was down at like 1.4 because it was just, it was wet. Mm-hmm. And things, roots and rocks will kill you. I fall so much. I fall all the time. But anyway, Don't um, that. yes, but if, you know, things are in good condition, I'm, I'm hiking at that one eight to two Oh, um, but so we'll work on stuff like that. And then, um, every week. So right now, so, uh, every four weeks in the interval, it, it my plan. So we, I have a hiking plan that I follow where 
each week I have a certain number of miles and certain amount of vert that I want to obtain. And then it grows each week. And so by, by doing that, so it's like you don't go hike a 5,000 footer and then go hike, you know, a 2,000 footer the next week. You kind of have to, you know, build, build yourself up, to up it. especially if you want those hiking legs, because I'm not an AT through hiker, right? So it's similar to through hiking where when people start through hiking, you know, they're able to hike maybe eight miles a day, 10 miles a day. And then by the end of the hike, you know, by the end of their through hike, they're hiking, you know, 15, 20 miles a day. So same thing, you're building up that um, endurance by by doing. And so we work on a plan of building up that endurance. And so I'm able to add miles, add vert week to week to week to week to week. And then I usually rest <laughs> um, uh, during the winter months. I'll hike more local stuff. Um, but like, you know, spring months, I'll hike more local stuff and just kind of keep my legs going. But in the summers, like that's when I'm peak bagging. That's when I'm putting in all the miles. Um, we'll work on that plan. From a recovery perspective, um, like tonight, I will, I have like a little Theragun. So I'm going to, you know, take my Theragun and I'm going to get that IT band tonight. And so my knees don't hurt. Um, I'm going to get my feet because my feet always hurt. Um I'm going to, you know, drink a lot of water, of course, after my beer. I'll drink a lot of water. <laughs> cheers. Um, yes, cheers. by the way, cheers. Cheers, so. cheers to you. <laughs> and then tomorrow, you know, tomorrow I'm going to, I'll do a recovery hike. And a recovery hike is usually like, you know, get maybe five to a thousand feet vert. It could be outside going up a hill by my house, just at a slow pace. Just do a little recovery to, to keep the calves, you know, you know, warm them up and get them back in order. And then, um, you know, Friday I'll go back to the gym and I'll lift. <laughs> or I'll hike that's amazing. That's, that's a wonderful, wonderful regimen that you yeah, got going there. That is fantastic. It sounds like you are, are primed to do trail running. Have you ever gotten into it? So I've just started dabbling with trail running because I have friends, you know, that go to my gym um, who are trail runners and who are super fast and who are FKT people. So Ooh. fastest known time. Yeah. Um, one of my best friends, uh, Carissa, um, her and, and my coach, Jesse, they've got a bunch of FKT. So Jesse Wall, Carissa winning, look them up. They have a bunch okay. of FKTs. And so Carissa has been really good about helping me um, to get faster and kind of helping me with trail running. Um, so I'll go up to my little local mountain street kid. I'm not a big fan of running up. <laughs> <laughs> but I will run down. I'm all set with running down. And then there's some local trails by where I work that I've done some, you know, trail runs there. Um, so I recently, like in the past year, started incorporating running into my training, which has actually helped. It really yep. does. It I does. Yes. It does. I'm not a huge fan of running, but I'm getting better at it. I went from like a 14 minute mile, literally a 14 minute mile. I'm at about an 11 minute mile now for regular like road runs. Well done. And I, I with that. I think that's good. Um, that is good. So, we just ran today and I was at an 11 minute mile. It's granted it's 95 degrees, but yeah. So 11 minutes is yeah. good. 
I'm getting there. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll run once a week, once or twice a week. Um, and usually just a little, like a 5k, um, either on a trail or road. And it really does help. It does help from a hiking perspective to kind of, cause like when you're coming down, you know, to do a little trail running as you're, especially those last two miles, three miles out. Um, I'll do a little jog sometimes because I'm just so done. Like if you have a long day of hiking, you know, 10 plus miles, you know how it is. Like yep. you're just so done after. <laughs> yes. That was Monday. Yes, we that was Monday. We were just so done. We just, uh, let's run back to the car because we're just so beat. Yep. <laughs> so done. Yeah, it felt good though. Yeah, it did. Yeah, that's good. So what has been, since you've done so many of these, what has been your favorite and least favorite and why? <sighs> okay. Well, favorite is hard to pick. Um, but if, okay, so if I had to pick one, it's so hard though, because I love, like, I love everything in the presidential range. I love the prezies. Love, 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 love. But my favorite hike was Franconia Ridge. I'm not surprised. That is a gorgeous love, hike. I love it. And I also love, um, in Maine, Saddleback in the Horn. Beautiful. So beautiful up there. And you're on the AT. Um, well, mm-hmm. once you get up to Saddleback, you got to like hike up the, the mountain, the, the ski trail to get up to the Appalachian Trail. But once you hit the Appalachian Trail, like it's just beautiful up there. Um, Franconia Ridge was one of my favorite hikes, too. Um, that hike taught me a lot. I, I learned a lot about weather. Okay. This sounds like a trail tale. <laughs> it's not trademarked, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> that that hike taught me a lot. Did you say trail tales? Yes. Yes. Oh, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle hates hiking. Yes. A, Kyle apologizes too much. Yes, he does. <laughs> he shouldn't. He shouldn't. And then his most recent today, he was apologizing because there have been no episodes for a month. It was he went on like a two minute apology tour. Busy and like hiking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, what is your trail tale regarding weather in Franconia or on Franconia Ridge? So, um, I went up. Uh, I don't know if you've ever done Franconia Ridge, um, nope. but most people um, they will uh, ascend via Falling Waters. And they will descend via um, Old Bridal Path. So I ascended Falling Waters. It was beautiful. There's all these cascading waterfalls. It's steep as fuck. You're just like, climb, climb, climb. Um, (laughs) You get to Little Haystack, and and you're like, yes, I'm on the ridge. I'm on the ridge. Well, as soon as I got to Little Haystack, it started, like, raining. And I was like, well, that's odd. Like, I'm, I'm a weather follower. I looked at the weather the day before, the day of, like there was supposed to be like no cloud, like nothing, no weather. And as soon as I got up there, I I saw all these dark clouds and it started raining. And I'm like, well, I can see sunshine behind. So, you know, I looked over to Cannon and and out in that area and I was like, there's sunshine. So I'm just going to chance it. I'm not, I'm not, it's just rain. So I put on my little rain jacket and started, you know, going across the ridge. I got about halfway across the ridge, almost by Lincoln. And all of a sudden it was hailing. 
the winds were probably 40, 50 miles an hour. Uh, it was going like bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S. It was like <laughs> and um, people were running. Like it was like. It was just, mass confusion and chaos. And so I was just like, I'm solo, right? So I'm just like, well, there's a lot of rocks up here, like big bouldery things. I'm like, I'm just going to go sit under a boulder for a few minutes because I could see the sun behind the cloud. So I sat under a boulder, ate my lunch, and, you know, this one girl comes by and she's crying. She's like crying. And I was just like, oh, my God, are you crying on trail? Crying on trail. And I'm just like, are you okay? I'm like, come under this rock with me. You know, I'm trying to comfort her. And she's like, my boyfriend is having like the hardest time. And I'm like, where is he? She's like, I don't know. And I'm just <laughs> oh, God. Like, <laughs> so he comes, you know, traipsing along and he's fine. He was fine. And she was just shivering and wet and they didn't have any rain gear and she wanted to turn around. She's like, I think we should go back. And I was like, you know, hike your own hike. (laughs) Um, But I'm like, that storm's going to pass over. Like it was hailing. I mean, it was pretty rough. I was like, we're going to get good weather if you just wait it out a few minutes under the rock here with me. And they were, they wanted to go back down like haystack down falling waters which is like a treacherous trail when it's wet and like I said hike your own hike but I just chose to stay I was like I'm gonna wait it out and I'm gonna and I'm gonna see what happens and um thank god knock on wood (laughs) um sun you know sun came out rain and hail stopped and I made my way over to Lincoln over to Lafayette um, there was still some cloud coverage, but it wasn't horrible. Went down a bridal path and and did the full loop. Um, and I felt bad for that girl and her boyfriend. I, I'm sure they, you know, maybe came back another day. They were just they were tourists, yep. you know, yeah, unprepared. And they, were unprepared. they were unprepared, and and you run into that a lot out in the whites. Um, and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna tell somebody what to do and what not to do. Everybody needs to make their own decisions, and and based on their own risk level. Um, and I was just like, I'm not, I'm not turning around. <laughs> I'm already up on this ridge. Um, so that was my favorite because one, it was just beautiful. Two, it taught me a lot of lessons. Yep. Um, and three, it's just, it's, you know, again, it's just so beautiful up there. <clears throat> my least favorite hike um, has probably got to be um, Tecumseh. So Tecumseh is a yeah. fourth out. We don't like it's Sherman either. It's okay. <laughs> it's a ski mountain, um, but it was one of my first like four thousand footers, and it just was like stairway to hell, like <laughs> stair after stair after stair after stair, like constant rock stair after stair after stair, and I was just like. It was never-ending stairs. Um, I'd like to go back and do it now that I have a few under my belt because I'm sure, like, it had beautiful views off to the side, you know. And a couple, but and I also got eaten up by bugs up there. Like it was yeah. crazy. I couldn't even have my lunch. Like it, it, bugs were all over my. It was awful. Second, you stop. Like, yeah, I'd like to go back and and maybe try that in the winter. I think it would probably be a better experience. Um, but that was probably my least favorite. If I had to pick a least. Okay. That's actually what you were saying about Franconia Ridge. That's a really good lesson just in general. Um, 
it sounds like the people you ran into were panicking. Don't panic. Stop. <laughs> think. Figure out what you want to do. Running around right. in circles panicking is not good. Especially on a ridge with yeah. bad weather. Yep. Like you've got to be calm and keep your wits about you and just, you know, do what you've been taught. And so I listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> I I follow a lot of search and rescue and um, warden information. You know, I, warden I Watch? Re- warden Watch is a good podcast, yes. Yes, your podcast has been awesome. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. I just, I listen to other, you know, hikers. Like, I listen to a lot of hiking podcasts and listen to other hikers and and learn from them, right? So when I'm in a situation where things aren't going as expected or as planned, I, I can either pull that out of my toolkit, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. I remember that or... I just use my own instincts and and get through. There's been times where things have been slippery. I've fallen. I've, you know, done some things that I'm just like, oh, my God. And I, you know, I just, I, I always have my 10 essentials. I have what I need in my pack. Um, I always have my in-range. I, I just, I use my resources and, and. My resources also include, you know, like the podcasts and things like that and my books and my maps. And um, I just try to keep my wits about me. I try not to panic because you you can't panic up there. Panic is what gets you in trouble. Yes. 100%. percent. You sound like the best prepared, um, well-planned, like physically and just your routes hiker that we have ever spoken to. Um, <laughs> but honestly, I that's... Please say that, though. <laughs> I always feel like sometimes I'm well prepared and over prepared, but then something happens. Like I was on Cabot last week and it was pouring rain the whole time. And I only had, um, I didn't pack an extra change of clothes in my pack. I left my extra change of clothes in my car. So I, I had like a shirt I could change into and an extra, like, um, not a raincoat, but like a parka mm-hmm. I could change into. But I didn't have everything I needed. And again, lesson learned. So this time today, because I saw clouds in in the forecast, I had extra change of clothes in my pack. Not just a shirt, but pants. Mm -hmm. I I always carry socks. I always carry extra, like, I always carry extra shirts because I tend to sweat through my shirts and, you know. But I never carry extra pants. I was like, I don't need extra pants. When do I need extra pants? Uh, Yeah, when it's pouring rain and your pants are like, Yep. You're adding another like four pounds uh, <laughs> as you're going up, and this is not fun. I'm like these are supposed to be wicked, <laughs> but they were so. Um, but yeah, so but for the most part, I am, I am, I'm pretty prepared, and it makes my pack heavy, though. Yes, um, it does. I'm with you. I always carry a change of clothes, extra shoe, extra um, socks. Like, yeah, I'm always heavy, but it, when you need it, it, it's there. It's, you need it. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah. you know, haven't had the situation yet, but potentially life-saving literally. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, do you want to talk about 46, 46 climbs? 
46 clients. Because we've yeah, learned, so we've learned this from, to... um, from Kyle, yes. actually, and Trail I... Tales. That's how we first heard about it. Yeah. So go yeah, on. I'm sorry so to interrupt I... you. <laughs> I first heard about it, too, um, from Kyle um, on Trail Tales. Um, so 46 climbs, it's actually um, originally, it originated in the Adirondacks because there's 46 4,000 footers there. Um, and 46 climbs is a, um, it's a fundraising event to raise awareness for um, suicide prevention and mental illness. So all the funds raised from 46 Climbs goes to the, um, the Foundation for Suicide for Prevention. Um, so I heard about it uh, from Kyle. I did it last year and I hiked Franconia Ridge um, for my 46 Climbs. And this year I'm hoping to do a presidential traverse, a single day presidential traverse um, but again, all the funds go directly towards the uh, towards the uh, suicide prevention, the National Suicide Prevention Foundation, and it's very near and dear to me because um, I not only know people who have lost their lives from suicide, but a lot of people who have mental illness. Um, uh, either family or friends who um, struggle with mental illness, and to be able to hike a lot of a lot of hikers, um, especially like through hikers, as an example, yes. suffer from mental illness, and that's why they hike, that's, right? Yes, that's that's the therapy. Solace. That's yeah. their therapy, their solace, and so to be able to um, to hike and raise money. Um, to be able to go towards that foundation is amazing. And so 46 Climbs, um, it's a grassroots organization started by a husband and wife. Um, again, it started in the Adirondacks, um, but it's global now. And so when you sign up, you, you, you I think you pay $25 to sign up. Um, part of the sign up is where are you going to hike? What what do you plan on hiking for your forty six climbs? Um, and you don't have to climb forty six times. It's just <laughs> called that. Um, so you pick a place that you're going to hike, and then they create this big, huge global map of all the hikes that people are doing. And there's all these little like little dots all over, and so you'll see some dots in the Adirondacks and some in the um, in the white mountains and some over in California and Colorado and Utah and wherever people are signing up, um, you'll, you'll see this map of dots. And then, um, during the hike, it's, it's usually that it's the first week of September. So I think it's this year. It's, um, I got to double check my dates, but I, I think it's September 2nd or maybe third mm -hmm. through September 11th. So you got a week to do your hike. Um, and then once you do your hike, you log your results, you take like a selfie, they send you a shirt that says 46 climbs, you take a selfie with your shirt, you post it on the Insta, um, and they, you know, they have, you know, hashtag 46 climbs, and they have this like gallery of all the people doing their climbs during that week. Um, and again, all the money goes to the National Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And it's just such a worthy cause. And especially, again, with hikers, it's like really near and dear to me because yes. I know some people um, suffer with mental illness. And, and you know, suicide is just, it's 
it's a resort that we don't we don't want people to get to. We want to be able mm-hmm. to help people before they get to that last resort. Um, you know, people are killing themselves in the mountains. They go out there and they they get know, lost. They want to get lost. Yep. They want it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I often said in 2018 that if it wasn't for hiking, I don't know where I would be. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the I feel the same. Like that's my outlet. That's my especially when COVID hit um, and there was just like, you know, you're locked in and I was like, no, I'm getting out. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, going into the no mountains. No wonder you my... like our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the COVID episode with the people with the masking. That was hilarious because I heard that as well. Um, you know, it was crazy that, you know, you're walking out on a trail and people are just like freaking out because you don't have your mask yep. on or stepping off trail. Yep. It's in the snow. I'm like, dude, you don't step off trail in the snow. You don't yeah. do that because then you end up up to your freaking waist. waist. But yeah. anyway. So how do the teams for 46 Climbs work? So you sign up, but I know there's also teams. So how does that aspect of it work? I'm not quite sure. Like, I know Kyle has a team. Like, when I signed up, you can sign up um, on a team. Like, like I, I, I signed up solo, but if I wanted to join Kyle's team, I would just look up Kyle Hates Hiking or whatever his team name is, and you can join the team that way. And so the team then collaboratively takes their, their, their donations and gives it as one gift mm-hmm. versus, oh, okay. you know, yeah. So if he's got like 20 people on his team and each person raises, you know, a hundred dollars, then there's $2,000 or whatever from Kyle's team. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, But I do it individually. I set my own goal. I think I, you know, this year I set like a $250 goal. I usually make, I made my goal last year. I'll make it this year too. I'm sure. Um, And, and I just do it singly. Um, I should probably join Kyle's team, but I was like, he doesn't know me and I don't know him. So that would be kind of odd, but, um, I just, I think it's a great cause. Maybe next year I'll join his team. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's yeah. Wonderful. Fantastic. We, yeah, we, we should, should do, do that. that. Yes. You should <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's like, I'll be doing the tour de Mont Blanc between September 2nd and the 11th. So make that your trail. So I'll make that my trail. <laughs> make that your trail. Yeah. Yeah, and it's only $25 to sign up, and you get a nice shirt, um, you get a really cool shirt, you get a buff, and um, you get it to do the Insta thing, and, you know, and it's, it's just, it's a good cause, and you can fundraise with your, you know, with your friends, family, and even if it's just the $25, it's better than not. Yes, totally. You know what I mean? Yep. Every little bit counts. A hundred percent. And you're hiking anyway. Mm-hmm. So, and I got so many comments, like when I was doing the Ridge and I had my 46 climb shirt, and I still wear my 46 climb on some of my hikes. And everybody will ask me, like all kinds of people will ask me on the trail, like, oh, what's that? 46 climbs? Are you, because it's not the New Hampshire 48, right? They're like, right. what's 46? Right. And like, what's the Adirondacks, right? And they're like, oh, you're hiking the Adirondacks? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'd like to someday, but really this is, you know, this is a fundraiser and I tell them all about the fundraiser and I always get like, well, thank you for doing that. That's just so awesome of you to do that. 
Yeah, we're it gonna, is. We're yeah, gonna we're going to do it this yeah. year. Yeah, you'll be in Europe, but I'll do something here. Cool. Yeah, very cool. Well, do or you, you could always come, you could come to New Hampshire and do a Prezi Traverse with me. I could. That is a possibility. <laughs> Definitely. That's a great idea. Yeah, I have tentative plans to do Mount Washington with another friend of mine. All I'm going to say is I don't know. <laughs> um, that's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> and that's all I'll say about yes. that. I'm happy to hike Mount Washington with you. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not on my end that I'm saying I don't know. It's 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 a thing that I observed today that I'm like, I'm not sure about this. It's a fitness thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, I... I no matter what, um, when I set my goal on a hike, I will do that hike. The only way I will turn around is if there's bad weather, if mm. I'm in a you know precarious situation with weather or or trail conditions or whatever. It might take me longer than than some people, but I, I'm gonna fucking do it. There you go. <laughs> I, when I set my mind to a hike, I do. <laughs> damn right, girl. <laughs> So I think we'll use that as a hashtag for uh, the I'm, Insta on this. I'm going to fucking do it. Hashtag, I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to fucking do it. Love it. Um, do you have, unless you have any other questions, we're kind of getting... To our hour mark. To our hour mark. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you would... That was a pretty quick hour, by the way. Um, it's like the Jerry Seinfeld. Do you have any final comments? Yes. <laughs> Not yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. I'm Jerry Springer. Jerry my Springer. Bad. Yes. Jerry Springer. So yeah, do you have anything uh, else that you want to share? Or we could totally rip off Kyle. Do you, you have, have another trail tale? <laughs> I think I gave a good one with the Frank. Yeah, I did. Reagan. That was a very good story. Good, yes. Um, I guess my final notes would be um you know for anybody who's maybe beginning hiking whether it be a list peak bagger type hiker or the AT or whatever it may be um to just give yourself grace um it takes time it takes time to build up speed obviously to build up endurance to build up the strength to be able to do some of these hikes um and I find that I sometimes I don't give myself enough grace, mm-hmm. and I'm learning late. I'm learning lately to give myself some grace because when you're out there, like I meet so many people on the trail, um, from you know little kids to eighty, ninety year old men, <laughs> women. You know, you see all ages out there, and um, and I and I talk to you know everybody I meet and. It's it's interesting when you're talking to the older hikers in particular. I met a couple of gentlemen on Cabot the other day, and, you know, they go their own pace. They have their dogs with them, and they were just there just being. You know what I mean? It's like they don't care about going fast. They don't care about how long it takes them. It takes them all day. They're, they were just there. They were just being, and they were at one with the trail, and I, I found that to be so um, amazing. So I would just say, give yourself grace and allow yourself to acclimate, and and the more you hike, the better you get at it, right? And um, and just enjoy the trail, just enjoy it, and and you know, not hate it, even yes. though sometimes 
sometimes you hate it. Sometimes it's a job. Yes. Totally. And then I'm just going to dovetail on that. It's okay to change plans. Monday, we changed plans and we had a better hike for it. Mm -hmm. So just because you have this goal, if you have to change your plans, doesn't mean you failed. It just means you changed. And that's fine. Absolutely. I would agree with that too. Like if you're, especially if you're peak bagging and, and doing lists, like don't let your list rule, um, your intuition, like, yep. you know, it, bad day. Don't, don't do it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a bad day, like I had a rainy day the other day, pick something where, you know, it's in the trees and you can get, actually, I had a, I had probably one of the best hikes ever on a rainy, you know, my rainy day hike of Cabot was amazing. Like in the pouring rain, um, because you're covered in the trees and you're just experiencing nature. Um, just, you know, like you said, don't, um, don't let your, your hike ruin, like your plan ruin, um, your hike. Mm-hmm. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a good place to end, actually. That's a wonderful place to end. Well, um, as always, like us and love us on the Graham Rocks underscore, not underscore, underscore and <laughs> underscore roots underscore pod. Follow the crank here, cranky underscore McStumbles. Tina, what is your Instagram to share with the world? My Instagram is Tina Tracks N E. So T I N A. T-R-E-K-S-N-E for New England. All right. Very nice. Good luck with all of your lists, and we look forward to following you and hopefully having you back when you finish. So you can tell us all about the amazingness going on. And thank you so much for contacting us, and it was such a pleasure chatting with you. It was fantastic. Oh, thank you for having me. I love you guys. You're amazing. Your podcast is amazing. You are brilliantly funny. I, I just love it. So keep on being funny. Keep on being real, too. Like, you guys are real. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. kind of hope we never get a sponsor because I don't want to be beholden to anyone. Unless Down East Cider yes. wants to sponsor us because we've been drinking that all night. <laughs> yes. Ashley, yeah, what have you been drinking? And then we'll wrap this up. So we've been drinking Down I, East. Tonight, I, tonight I'm drinking Sebago Brewing Friday's Leap. So Sebago Brewing is out of the Portland area, Portland, Maine. Um, I have a friend of mine who actually works at Sebago Brewing, so I tend to go towards uh, Sebago, but all the main brews. I'm all about the main brews, the main micros. We, we will check them out when we get up there. Out. Absolutely. All right. Thank yeah. you thank so you, much, Tina. Tina. And that wraps it up, thank folks. We will you. be back next week with another hike. We're not sure where or what or how or why, but we'll be back sometime next week. Ciao.